Welcome to Divorce Diaries. I am Michelle Trina, the creator of Divorce Diaries, and I'm trying to, oh, it is working. Okay. Trying to see if my sound is working. I'm hopefully not too in the dark right now. I'm trying to move my camera over a little bit so you can see me better, guys. Um, welcome to a rainy ass weekend, but it was a productive weekend. I had Divorce Diaries in Princeton, New Jersey, which is where I actually kind of got divorced. And it was a little bit of a um, a weird moment because um, one of my former students that I taught in Trenton came to the show and my former coworkers who was also divorced. So it was a really powerful, fun weekend. This time um, I, I had more than four people in the audience. I had, I think about 20. Um, and also uh, I felt like I just kind of let it go about the tickets. I've been promoting every day, I've been marketing, I've been doing hauling ass on it. And I was just like, I am just going to trust that there's going to be a great audience there that I'm going to do my best beyond my best and get up every morning and rehearse every 5 a.m. or I got up almost every morning at five to write and rehearse because I was had to go to my mom's in the morning after I dropped my daughter off for school to help her because she's still recovering from surgery so it was like uh, I had to really be very strict about my schedule so it's been a busy weekend and it has also been a um I feel like a whirlwind of a week, really. My, I feel very guilty right now because my daughter went to her dad's this weekend and I forgot to pack the medicine that she usually takes at night, which she has has skipped nights before um, when she's with her dad. But um, he told me, he's like, it's not a big deal. And like even her, her doctor had said it's, not, it's okay if she misses. But I, I'm, she's about to come home like any minute, literally any minute. And I'm just nervous because we have a birthday party to go to. And I, I know sometimes when she comes, when she transitions from house to house, there's a little bit of a reset period. So I'm trying, and I'm trying hard to not be neurotic as F and just take it in. Um, but we will see what happens. I want to talk about making it right. I've talked about it before on the podcast about what's the, what is this making it stuff? Right? Like I'm a big, I've told this many times to get my lip fan. Um, Colin O'Brady was on his uh, podcast recently and I, I sent this, um, I sent the episode over. I've been telling a couple bunch of people about this episode with Colin O'Brady about how he literally has overcome a lot of things. And he is like a, uh, well, I really should just be reading what it says about him online, but he has like well, not only has he hiked Mount Everest, he's hiked a bunch of other places and also trekked from one end of Antarctica to the next in a race and won this whole thing. And he was told at one point he couldn't like walk or move. He wouldn't be able to ever walk again after an accident in college. And he did all this other stuff. So I told a friend, a new friend uh, that I met um, who actually came to my show, shout out to him um, about it. And he listened to it and thought it was interesting. And we were having this conversation last night about, about making it and, and also like, perspective of, you know, what if you pass away before you make your goal? God forbid, right? Um, I hope that does not happen to me. Like I have the uh, football, which is divorce diaries in my mind. And I just want to get to the network and be on set every day and be on Hulu or HBO Max. Like to me, that's my biggest goal right now. That is my Mount Everest is to be so sell my show to a network and be working as the star, the showrunner, the writer, one of the main writers, you know, something in that realm where, I mean, ideally, yeah, I'm the star of my own show. That's, isn't that like everybody's dream? <laughs> no, but the, the I dream is to have this show on a network and be working every day or, you know, as on set and obviously touring with stand up and the whole 
brand is expanding and helping people throughout the world. That's my end zone. That's my Mount Everest, right? And I said, I was like, you know, I think about it. Like, what if I don't get there? What if I, there we go. All right. So my daughter just came home. So you heard the doorbell in the back. Um, <laughs> never a dull moment. Where was I? Anyway, we always discussing with my, a new friend that about, um, you know, what if we don't make it to the end zone? What if, you know, God said it's your time before that. And, and we were both were like, this is kind of more, but it's also kind of interesting because you do have to live every day to the fullest. You know, I grew up I, in my college years, in my high school and college years, I grew up with rent, you know, no day, but today. Oh God, that sounded really bad. No day, but today. You know, that whole thing. Again, I'm not a singer. I'm a dancer who, <laughs> I'm a dancer who sings. I'm a comedian who laughs. Okay. Um, I just got off the phone with my manager. He's like, you just have to tighten everything up. You're a storyteller comic, but you need to get to the point faster. Meanwhile, I have just now veered off task on this podcast in seven different directions. Maybe that's just my bit. Maybe this is what they're coming to see the show. How many avenues does Michelle take to get to the final point, which is no day but today? Right. So live your life to the fullest. So anyway, I was saying like, no, of course, like I would be so heartbroken if I I didn't make it to the end zone with Divorce Diaries, which is a network and me on the show every day. But then again, I wouldn't be here. So how would I, how am I, like, we don't know what that is. So I think for me, and then I think it's what people think about it afterwards, like your legacy, right? Like what is the legacy that you leave? So I think you just have to live every day in the moment of like, wow, like I'm in the pursuit. Like I left teaching full time. I have, I do teach on the side. I have my theater company. I'm a gig worker. So it sometimes sounds like I'm working 500 jobs, but it's just what the nature of the beast is. Like you work a lot of gigs and sometimes it might sound to other people that you work guys. This is just on a side note. This is ridiculous how I'm trying to keep up my zoom right now. Like I'm holding the microphone in between my legs. Okay. That should be better. There's like a freaking lap desk that's falling apart. Okay, there we go. So you just have to, I feel like, look at every day as your as your end zone. Maybe that's it. Every day is your end zone. You got there, you know? And I'm not on a network yet, but I have all this different content out there on different platforms, and I've met a lot of people. I've gotten to travel with my show. Um, I feel like I'm really living my life in a, in a really cool way. Um, and I'm trying each day to be the best version of myself and feel so grateful and and enjoy the moment. And I'm every day trying harder and harder and I'm proud of myself, but yeah, like I still feel scared that I, I am not, there's a part of me that feels like, please, God, universe, Jesus, my father in heaven. Are you all right? Hold on. I have my, I think my daughter just sneezed three times. So let's double check that she's okay. I love how I get distracted in the middle of a prayer. I just pray that I can get to that end zone of like divorce diaries being on this whole nother level, you know? And anyway, the conversation I was having with him was that, you know, how can we avoid that feeling right now of feeling like, you know, the what ifs. And it's just kind of like this whole weekend I had booked shows, uh, booked work, booked a couple self tape 
which are like callbacks, I guess you'd call them. And, and it was feeling good. And I have to look at this weekend as like, I'm in the end zone, baby. But then there's another end zone and there's another end zone. And it's like just feeling happy and grateful with, with inside you, you know, um, because you just don't know what the other side is going to hold. You know, you don't know how you're going to feel, you know, when you get to your Everest and what's going to be your next Mount Everest to conquer or, or obtain. And God damn it. I want so badly for my show to be on a network. I just want it to be the next golden girls. Like literally that's what I want very badly. Um, but what does that mean? It means that I've touched a lot of people and that people come to my show or tune into my show to escape something that's going on in their life. That's not great to feel motivated, to laugh, to relax. That's what I want. I feel that way when I teach kids um, I felt that way this morning when like I taught, I subbed at a hip hop class and it felt really good to dance again, but it also reminded me of how fucking exhausting it is to teach younger friends to teach in general. Um, I've been teaching remotely. It's a little different than teaching in person, obviously, especially when you teach college online, it's different than teaching, um, younger children. You know, I was teaching eight year olds into 10, I think actually, no, it was like three to eight, I think. And I love that age group, but it also requires a whole different skill set and energy. And like, I got done teaching and then the parents were like, oh my God, do you teach her every day? Like, when do you teach her next? Like they, the kids have so much energy. I was like, oh, uh, and I remember like, this has happened before when I, when I, when I teach parents come up to me and will say like, oh my God, like, do you teach her regularly? Or they, they like me. And I know I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I know I have a, a gift. Um, which is why I use it in, in theater with children with special needs and all that stuff. But I want that within like divorce diaries, you know, like I want that to expand through divorce diaries. It has a little bit, you know, I have had great turnouts of people come and support and really like connect to the show. I just would like it at a bigger scale. And then I ask myself, well, why? Like, what, what if you don't get there and it's not because of you being lazy or you not putting it or you getting distracted by another unavailable guy or whatever it is. It's just the fact that, you know, God decided, okay, it's your time now. God, please don't decide it's my time now, by the way. I'm just making a point on my podcast. Okay. I have to do that because I'm Catholic and I'm neurotic. Um, I don't know. I'm blaming everything. I'm being Catholic now for some reason. I haven't gone to church in over like two years. God, my mother would, my mother really is disappointed me anyway. So what would that mean? Like, I just, I've been making it. I've been like always in the pursuit of what I love to do and taking care of the people around me that I love, like my family and just like trying to be a good human. Um, yeah. So that's it. I guess just to keep identifying what your end zone is each day. Like what is your end zone today? What's your Mount Everest today? Like my Mount Everest today is tackling my to-do list. That sounds really boring. What else could be my, my, my Mount Everest today, is just putting out my content, hugging my daughter, being silly and being safe. Like my Mount Everest is if we can come home and get to bed tonight and laugh and make other people laugh, then I've climbed Mount Everest today. Speaking of climbing, um, I don't know. I was trying to be a, in a weird sexual joke there. And I, that's just sounded weird. Speaking of climbing, I'm definitely feeling emotional and lo- like not lonely, but like 
Like they call it, I guess they call it cuffing season now. I hate that shit. Like I, it's been like a while. So I got over that producer guy last year, but last year, this time that guy, I was in such a sorrow, like sad feeling. I am so happy to be away from that feeling guys. I am so happy to be away from waking up every morning and feeling like I just want to cry in a, a shell because this person that I cared for or had feelings for, I spiraled down a loop of text messages and he also made me feel stupid and the whole thing. I'm just so glad it's over. Um, but do I think about it often? Yes, because I don't want it to happen again. No, I don't think about it often. I shouldn't say that. I've thought about it lately a little bit because I was like, I don't want that to happen again. Like I finally out of the weeds of feeling shitty, you know, finally. Anyway, but what are you gonna do? Not experience life? I guess not. What I am going to do is filter it into divorce diaries and copy every single joke from what I said this weekend, transcribe it and go over it and make it people laugh even harder. I will say that I have teacher Michelle and then I have Patterson Michelle. Teacher Michelle is like everybody is their own unique individual and everyone deserves a chance for respect and love and hearing each other out. And then Patterson, Michelle, like my family grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, a little bit of an inner city, I guess you'd say the hood, maybe, I don't know. And, um, a little rough around the edges, I should say. That's the better rough around the edges. So like we have a little bit of a temper. So if we feel like we're being wronged, we're going to let you know, and we're going to create a scene around it. So this weekend when I was doing my show in Princeton, uh, like I said, my former student came and he was telling me everything about what's going on in his life. Um, and he, it sounds like he's going to get out and like be a flight attendant, which is awesome. But he also has to take care of a lot of his family and they had the lights turned off recently. Not because like, because they didn't pay. Cause he told them, he's like, you're going to have to pay this. Cause he, long story short, I wanted to treat him because it's my, like one of my former students, like I like to treat people, uh, especially that I have been in my life and that I feel like they deserve, you know, they're coming to support me. I'm going to, and he's come to my show a couple of times. So I treated him and my coworker who didn't want to get anything. So I treated them to, uh, you know, whatever they wanted. So we ordered food and drinks. When this bill came, it was close to $200. And I was like for two steaks and two, four glasses of wine to me, we each had two glasses of wine. And um, I was like, oh my God, it's gulp. And so I paid it and I left a 20% tip. It was a, it was $160, left 20%. Um, actually, no, I left $40. So that's more than four. That was, is that more? Yeah, it was more than 40, 20%. I didn't have um, the cash on me though. First of all, I, I didn't, I just had my card and I, they never gave me a menu. They just told me what they have. I was like, all right, well, I'll get, I'll get the steak. And she comes back and I used to be a server. So that's why I was like, I always like to take care of my servers no matter what, very polite, kind, whatever. She comes back and says, um, do you have cash for the tip? Because he's going to have to get the tip then two weeks later. And I don't know who she was referring to as he, because she was my, my server. So I'm assuming she meant her, but I was very confused. Okay. Well, you know what? Then I'm wrong. Maybe she's identifying as a he, I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. Either way, I'm pretty sure she's talking about herself. Regardless, you, 
I know firsthand you are not, no manager in their right mind would tell you to go up to the customer and say, give the tip in cash. You are not to do that unless, unless the rules have changed, they might've changed. So I go, so my student, my former student, he takes out his money and he puts the money on the table. I said, no, I didn't want him to do that. Right. I was treating him, especially after hearing how his lights were turned on, all this other stuff that he's trying to work to get into this, um, you know, air, air, uh, flight attendant school and move on his life, you know? So I got upset. I took the pen. I said, no, I gave him back his money. I took the pen. I crossed out the tip. I had $20 cash in my laptop bag. I put it on the table and I walked away and the waiter, the waitress goes, oh, because I crossed out the $40 tip and gave her $20 cash. Well, I gave you what you wanted. You wanted cash. That's all the cash I have. I know. Like, and I was upset because I didn't want to not leave 20%, but like, I thought it was really rude of what the fuck she did. And she wasn't like, she, as soon as I said, no, I don't have cash. She kept going on about it. She's like, well, I mean, I was like, well, what? Well, what bitch? I don't have it. You didn't even give me a menu. And I felt guilty. I have to say, I was going on about it the next morning because I felt guilty because I don't want to be a customer that doesn't leave 20%. I just felt like slighted. I also felt annoyed because I was like, man, I didn't know it was this expensive for two steaks. It was, it was like, I just worked and now I'm like putting all my money that I worked into one meal. I was, I was a little flabbergasted and I thought it was rude of her to come up to me and ask for cash. I actually, what I should have done. And my friend said this, he's like, you should. He's like, well, maybe the manager asked her to do it. I should have fucking asked, but I should have just said, is this something that you have to request per your manager? And if she said no, I'll be like, well, I'm so sorry, but I cannot give you more than $20 cash. Cause that's all the cash I have. And I feel quite kind of uh, slighted here that you're coming up to me asking, but you know, it doesn't matter either way. I did it and that's it. It is what it is. I told myself you're harping on it. You have too much to do today. You have another show you have to teach. You have uh, an audition to get into. You either, you have an audition you have to submit. You either sit and sulk about how you reacted to it or you get the fuck over it because you did what you felt was right in the moment. You gave her $20 cash. You crossed off the $40 on the fucking card tip. And you said, see you later, sister. I didn't even say that. Just say goodbye. Good night. Um, all right. So I ranted a bit about that. But I did, I did still feel a little guilty because I didn't, I didn't want to not give 20%, but sometimes you just have to take that deep breath and figure out how you're going to react. I think, I think that the end zone for me was making sure that I took care of the people that supported me that day. And then I pulled out a good show, um, you know, and listening to my tapes, I think they're, they're okay. I think it could be much, much funnier. And I have to sit every morning and work through each joke and find the way to make it funnier. And I hope to do that. Hope to see you guys at an upcoming show of Divorce Diaries. And I hope that you figure out what your daily end zone is, what your daily Everest is. Um, and uh, my, so I, I, just so for your knowledge, I, I'm obsessed with Ed Milet. I'm also obsessed with Gary Vee. But like Ed Milet is one of my favorite motivational speakers, podcasters. I love, I love him. And it's an easy listen. His books, his podcast episodes are an easy listen. You can do it while you're like doing your laundry, your clothes, whatever, your dishes in the car. It's great. And we'll see what happens with cuffing season. Maybe I'll cuff myself and snuggle with my pillow. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm actually okay with that. Um, 
So, so stay tuned for more. Divorce Diaries is going to be in Nutley, uh, New Jersey, at the Oakley, October 21st at 8 p.m. You can go online and get tickets to show.com. Then the next show after that is in California, love. Okay. California, baby. I wish they all could be Jersey girls in California. All right. California, November 5th in LA and November 6th in San Diego. Be there. If you want to check out other stand-up shows that I'm doing, I'm also doing one this uh, coming Friday at the Dojo Comedy or the Comedy Dojo in Morris Plains. And then I have some more divorce. Oh, yeah. I, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. There's more shows being added. November 26th is at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. And December 3rd, I will be at Governor's Comedy Club with Divorce Diaries. Very, very, very excited. If you or anyone you know is interested in hearing more about investing into Divorce Diaries TV series, please hit me up. And I don't mean invest into $100. We mean like, we mean big checks because we are filming season one, 2023, and we are, we are moving forward with some things. So if you're interested in investing, please hit me up at divorcediariesshow at gmail.com or my producer, David Vox Mullen at davidvoxmullen.com. I love, love, love you guys. And I love, love. That is why I got divorced. He living your happily ever divorced after. Stay tuned for more. I'm Michelle Trena, and this is Divorce Diaries.